Welcome to the Mic Jasmine. We're back here at we Mike back. Joy headquarters on um, an unregular scheduled time here on Saturday evening. Y'all just won't let niggas rest, huh? Y'all, oh God. I mean, today is the Sabbath day. Today is the Sabbath turn up day. It's the I day mean, after y'all's Black Joy Friday. Black women of God, today is my Sabbath. Right. Hello. <laughs> today is a day of brunt. Today is a day of rest. Today is. is a day I'm supposed to be in my home in order. Exactly. But y'all decide that y'all want to be acting like plum Savages. fools. Savages. Just, just don't know nothing about nothing in the world. Don't just out of control. Out of control. And there's been <laughs> we talked we like teased this on this week's show. Yeah. Of like, yeah, we're going to try our best, even as people who are experience, living in this culture, to talk about and address these countless accusations of sexual assault in the media. Yep. And just because y'all are out of control does not mean that y'all get to regulate or try to control people who have the audacity to say, hey, this happened to me. Right. And I'm saying this because I don't want this person to continue doing this awful stuff. Right. I went through this healing journey and I just realized, you know, in order for me to move on to the next step of this, I need to say something in public. Right. And instead of being welcomed with applause, um, welcomed with, you know admiration you know respect support support for that type of bravery i'm sorry that happened to you or like how can i help how you doing how are you um the fact that like even reading that isn't causing a lot of people to check in with their people to ask them how they doing when they hear such news that's how that's how steep this shit is in our world when we have all these um shootings of young black people by the police when we have things that are um are happening back to back and now we've been talking about sexual assault and sexual harassment back to back it actually started i think with the whole bill cosby situation was a moment a real moment that all of us botched in either in being able to talk about what is the impact of sexual assault in our communities but now we're literally like every week if you see a nigga's name trending it's probably based on the fact that either they won a football game mm-hmm. and had the highest stats mm-hmm. or they are a fucking predator yep or sometimes both goddamn right that is the reason why i gotta take a break from my sabbath hello to come talk to y'all about sexual assault sexual violence against uh women and femme folks right and people generally yeah where's our special report goddamn where? where's the bet special where they bring together the panel of experts to talk about what's next in america of rapists girl they put all the black drapes up and you know the <laughs> the studio audience is silent right there's no noise the, from right there, there will be no calm. applause everybody's wearing like business casual they but invited no. the local college students to come sit in the auditorium <laughs> type shit the top button is button you know everyone <laughs> is fully dressed fully covered because don't be talking Talking about sexual assault and you had a nerve to be showing a titty for by all oh god my god <laughs> how are we supposed to believe you when your body is so sexual that's why amber rose is having such a hard time y'all man just these wigs girl <laughs> but you know given the fact that you know this special isn't happening it's because you know like cornell west 
list uh michael eric dyson just Kate, jesse jackson you know the panel of folks that usually there's that comes in to save us just can't do this conversation you know they either busy or they taking selfies right now shout out to or, al sharpton or they are also <laughs> sexually harassing people in workspaces yeah that's what this is why we haven't had this coming together of like what do we do now like when niggas don't vote at the number that you want us to vote <laughs> man. for there's tons of panels about this, the history man. of voting in the black community <laughs> but here we have a founding father of hip-hop who is being accused and rightly so of fucking sexual assault that even he sometimes details in his own biography in his own work nobody has anything to say Nobody wants to bring together a panel of experts. Some of you all who are listening to this who still have to go about your normal day don't get the opportunity to take some time off of work and deal with how this news is triggering you. The fucking host of Good Morning America is out here raping folks, y'all. Matt fucking Lauer. Yeah. Y'all wake up to him. He's supposed to be a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. So at what point are we going to pause and actually have this conversation to save our lives? And it's really important for us to really center black folks in this conversation. So like the Black Joy Mixtape, we tell y'all melanated people are our priority. Folks Mm -hmm. who have the existence of melanin, that means black, (laughs) are the... Sometimes you got to be telling these... uh new new millennials about that it's okay to say black y'all it's okay to say black you know so we center the spectrum of blackness here right so this conversation is about talking about what's next for us Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of lessons that white people specifically because all you know the lack of self-control and you know being the foundation of a lot of this culture you know comes from that you know these are some lessons that y'all can take back and consider having in your community but this this one is prioritizing ours, especially because there's so many cultural things um, that normalize this behavior. And like Amber said, even at the foundation, the core of um, bringing uh, the the person responsible for the crossover of rap music, yeah. you know, through Dev Jam, um, when Aerosmith and um D- run DMC, dmc did walk this way it changed the entire trajectory of rap and yeah. hip-hop music in addition so, to adidas yes so the the people at the helm of this culture you know we talk about rap and hip-hop you know perpetuating a rape culture mm-hmm. um but now we know for a fact that at the very foundation this person has been a part of some question um activities with, right. with people that he he's known yeah and for that that to be brought out and there be like radio silence and avoidance in mm-hmm. a lot of ways it's kind of absurd right so before i head out of town for the week which is another reason why we're recording on saturday is you know it's around that time where niggas is dipping back and forth but we just want to be able to present something to y'all that's really from our hearts and to address issue that's honestly like jasmine and i had to take time before recording this and getting this on the mic Mm -hmm. so so we're gonna have this conversation today yep this is amber j phillips the high priestess of black joy and this is jazz the king of the south and you are about to listen to the The black Black joy Joy mixtape hey what it do you abandoned me i don't live here anymore 
Black Joy mixtape. I got some shape. My thighs is out. Yeah, at least you know, like at with least. a stocking, with a, you know, like a little fishnet. Yeah, or crop top. Some y'all gonna have to deal with my body while and I talk, talk about to you. right. Exactly, about, give me a little shoulder, bitches. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. absolutely. But Just can, always assume that I'm in some tight fitting pants to show off my ass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, Yes, that's what we're gonna do. Um, Michelle Obama's in the front row. Exactly, Um, next to Ava DuVernay and Oprah. Yes, Beyonce. This there will be a part of the uh, the afterthoughts about what we can do to do better. And then the audience is just a bunch of black women just we invited Spellman and Bennett to be with us um, here today black women who attend uh, tr- traditionally white institutions yes. because you know there's still black people on campus uh, doing hello. sexual assault and rape there too there are uh, children there are children around like 13 yes. to 15 years Little girls. old right. there's like some elders in the audience you know in like prints and you know <laughs> gold everybody is just looking astute and yes. attentive and We've just seen, ready. Mm-hmm. It smells like, you know, a lavender and shea butter and <laughs> coconut oil and the hearth of just righteousness. Right. Leather couches on the stage everywhere. It's very vibrant. It's beautiful. In right. Here, you know? uh, some plants really ushering in the spirit. Uh, we can get through this together. Mm-hmm. We talk about this together type of thing. Yeah. There are people, uh, you know, Asking women, do they want a little shoulder, a hand massage while they listen to this right. conversation? Because it is triggering. Absolutely, you know, giving out waters. Yes. You know, like tissues are of abundance and present, as well as candies. You know, gifts, gift certificates. Right under your chair, there's a gift <laughs> bag filled with things from local healers, whip shea butter from the local DC. <laughs> Uh-huh. Bath bombs. Bath bombs. You know, for infused. the adults. Infused fucking tea bags <laughs> and honeys, nigga. This is our Black Joy special report, all right? Because why is the audience just being quiet? Because this is triggering. It's triggering. This is fact. awful. This is some trash ass. <laughs> so we want to care for shit. everybody. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so this is the scene for the special report. Y'all yes. there with us? Like, y'all in the audience and stuff just yeah. ready, just, you know? With your hand on your chin, looking in the <laughs> the camera catches you nodding in a in stone like solid agreeance with everything we say today. So yes, that is our that was a beautiful way of giving a trigger warning. As well, Jasmine, congratulations on that. Thank so you. I don't know where it came from. It's perfect because we've actually seen this conversation happen a bunch of time when like a black person is shot we just kind of handle these conversations in a particular seriousness and heaviness that like doesn't honor that this actually impacts us right. impacts how we move through the world right. and we can do both we can at the same time um care for one another while also create a space for healing because right. that's what these things are supposed to uh, initiate right exactly so yeah so today's show focus given the years of sexual violence towards women in literally all industries 
um, in all fabrics of our society. We are now experiencing an uprising of women and films naming their abuse and naming their abusers um, in the in the media, which we have talked about countless times on this show because we believe that the naming of harm is typically a starting point, especially for people who have experienced the hurt. But it can also be the beginning of a healing journey for abusers or the person who has done the harm as well, which is the second part of this conversation that we want to have after fully and deeply acknowledging those people who have experienced sexual violence. Spoiler alert, there's an opportunity in being named an abuser. Yeah, there is. Hold that. Yes. Um, And just to let y'all know, for every black American woman who reports her rape, there are at least 15 black American women who do not report theirs. So it's very important um, that significant that these women have the audacity to say, hey, this happened to me. And for everyone who has the nerve to say, well, why now? Why does everybody want to come out? And y'all... The bravery and truth-telling that some of these women are exemplifying are breaking the chains of other people. Uh And it's so important to root on the people. And, like, people are like, well, why would you root them on first? It's my thinking that we need to root people on first and ask questions later. Yeah. Because it just takes so much bravery to say, hey, I need to tell y'all something about someone you admire, and you might it might not be pretty. Right. And this put and because you admire this person so much, I am basically putting myself in harm's way to be loved significantly less because there are no incentives for coming forward. None in these instances. Yeah. If anything, if history from Anita Hill to Jenny Lamit. These women are essentially put in a position of being questioned, of being doubted when they say that harm has happened from significantly powerful men. And it's because... And losing their jobs. Oh, girl. Losing their jobs, all right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about people who specifically work in the industry. Lupita, at risk of losing access to deliver her artwork mm-hmm. that is so good that almost an interaction with one person in this industry could have prevented her from that. Mm-hmm. And that's happening all the while this being a common occurrence because approximately 40% of black women report coercive sexual contact by the age of 18. Right. So when these people are reporting, specifically black women are reporting, there are a significant amount of black women who can relate to this story. That's such an unfortunate tie to bind us. Right. And I want it to stop. Yeah. I don't want that to be the the thing that brings us together or the worry of that happening to our children or younger people in our lives. Um, being a source of our growing up. 
being the source of our transition from girlhood to womanhood shouldn't be steeped in this type of violence. And we talk a lot about black futures here. Uh-huh. And as reproductive justice organizers and activists, we would be remiss to start this conversation without explaining a few terms to you, especially since comprehensive sex education um that would not only teach you about how to protect yourselves, but also about consent, um, just doesn't magically come to you when you become an adult. Yeah. And another, um, we're also going to frame this conversation in, I was taught, even though I'm a black woman, I was taught how to shame people who have this experience as well. So I'm hoping that through us having this conversation too, that all of us, regardless of your gender, because the issue isn't necessarily masculinity, it's it's patriarchy. And we can all participate in that. And here's how, by starting this conversation, we can all start to tear away at how patriarchy is infusing this. And I'll be honest, Um, One of the main reasons why I wanted to have this conversation, too, is because when I talked about this um, issue or this um, event with Russell Simmons, the first thing a black man who knows me, who like grew up with me, says on my Facebook status is I just don't believe this. Yep. That patriarchy allows you to just rely on your intuition rather than just taking stories at face value. Right. To constantly believe that there is some conspiracy to take down, quote unquote, powerful black men, you know, and when when I say you don't magically understand consent when you become adult, what actually happens in a patriarchal society, you can literally not know anything about consent or comprehensive sex ed, or anything else, or any of the nuances of sex and pleasure. But you can still continue to gain power and prestige, Uh no matter how you wield that shit. Like, you can literally become the president of the United States. Hello. Y'all. And that's dangerous. And so, what we know about power and prestige, it... It doesn't look like being the head of Def Jam all the time. It looks like, you know, being a manager at the water company, at the car factory. It looks like being the head reverend at a Baptist church. It looks like just being an uncle. Yes. It looks- and older than your victim. Thinking you meeting all the requirements of being the, quote, good nigga. You got a job. You got a house. You're providing for the mom. But meanwhile... You're harming someone. Mm-hmm. You could be harming the mother. You like it doesn't take much. The, the, y'all have created this sliding scale of what good is for black men specifically because there are so many negative stereotypes for us that we're willing to allow vanity metrics to reign supreme. When like just because you meet some quotas doesn't mean you can't be an awful motherfucker. Right. So back to these. Uh, terms. Yes. Some a few basic terms that we want to make sure that y'all know before we get started. So sexual harassment. Um, unfortunately, in this society, we kind of limit sexual harassment to the legal definition or the definition within work. So, according to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Sexual harassment is the unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal, 
or physical conduct of a sexual nature constitutes sexual harassment when submission to or rejection of this conduct explicitly or implicitly affects an individual's employment, unreasonably interferes with an individual's work performance, or creates an intimidating, hostile, or offensive work environment. The EEOC, or the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, offers additional guidance on what constitutes sexual harassment, including the conduct of the offender must be offensive and unwelcome by the victim. Harassment may still occur when there is no economic injury to or discharge of the victim. And the harasser can be the victim's supervisor, an agent of the employer, a supervisor in another area, a coworker, or a non-employee. The victim does not have to be of the opposite sex. So pretty much this looks like uh, in the context of work, we are aware of sexual harassment. You know, your boss making passes at you, um, potentially a co-worker doing that. It looks very vast. But outside of the work environment, we tend to call sexual harassment street harassment. Uh It's sexual harassment that happens outside of the context of work. It happens just while you're out in public quote unquote walking on the street. Right. Now street harassment in like rural communities and stuff just doesn't look the same. That can look like uh being sexually harassed while you pumping your gas. Um potentially, you know, if somebody is doing some unwelcome advances like hollering at you, uh, right. trying to get your number. Going um, in and out of a store. Just yeah. as you're moving around the world. Like yes. not in a social environment where people are there to talk to each other. Just Stopping in the middle of your goddamn day to make mm-hmm. a pass at you. And we can use these definitions outside. Of, if we just take out the word supervisor and like replace your pastor. Right. It can apply any and everywhere. The deacon. Yes. According to the Connecticut Alliance to End Sexual Violence, sexual assault, our next term, is anything that includes sexual harassment unwanted sexual conduct, unwanted sexual contact, child sexual abuse, incest, and rape. Sexual contact becomes assault when a person is unable to or does not consent to an activity. So the reason why that sexual harassment shows up in sexual assault, in the sexual assault definition, is because sexual harassment, its definition is describing power dynamics within unwanted sexual advances. And sometimes that crosses a line. So if someone pats you on the butt, Mm-hmm. While saying, oh, baby, you looking good. It's both sexual harassment and sexual assault comes into play because you did not consent, consent to, to be concert. touched. Yeah. Okay. Y'all with me? Great. Some yeah. of the pieces that you all have that have been showing up in the news is like men showing their dicks to people during work meetings. All that falls under sexual harassment and sexual assault. Mm. Even if you're exposing your body in a way that nobody asks to see, that is a form of sexual harassment and sexual assault. Yep. Yep. Some of you all think, honestly, showing your dicks isn't 
fucked up. And I just want to be clear that unless I ask to see your dick, I do not want to see it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Or you should ask me before you show me your dick. Yeah, well, if y'all saw me as a person who needed to be asked prior to, for whatever reason, y'all love to sneak sexual advances on people. Right. Rather than, you know, seeing a person as a person and, you know, trying to see if this is the progression of just being in relationship with a person. Now, in a relationship only means we're moving towards some other larger goal or something like that. But we don't necessarily honor the moment that we meet and continue contact with people, mm-hmm. whether it's sexual or not, is <laughs> a relationship. Right. You have work relationships. You have friendship relationships. <laughs> you have uh, colleague relationships. Right. You have, there are a, a lot, you teammate have church relationships. Re- teammate relationships. <laughs> you have a lot of different relationships that you are engaged in outside of romantic relationships. Yes. So, yes, you have to move the target if we move the target from just sex a lot of these things can be avoided so moving on the connecticut alliance to end sexual violence defines rape as a crime of aggression power and control in which one person forces coerces or manipulates another person to have sexual intercourse without their consent rape includes vaginal oral or anal penetration by any object, including fingers, and also includes forced oral sex. So the thing about uh, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and rape, a lot of us think we know what these are, but sometimes the words, the, the alphabet soup sometimes gets in the way. And not only that, our society has created particular narratives around the people who participate in these kinds of activities so if you watch orange is the new black that one officer in the first season um that they called a porn stash for instance Mm -hmm. he falls into the archetype of people we quote-unquote expect to engage in that type of activity but we don't necessarily think about our loved ones as potential Uh, rapists and sexual harassers so if we can't think of our loved ones in that light or don't view our our loved ones as you know a character like porn stash for instance we have we definitely have a harder time um grappling with uh russell simmons or bill cosby for instance as people who are perpetuators of such violence in our communities and i would just add that like we also put a lot of weight on um rape versus sexual assault and sexual harassment Mm -hmm. so when we typically are like it's kind of like racism with white people where we have a hard time they have a hard time understanding how touching your hair is fucking racist but we know it's racist when they finally call us a nigga to our face Mm -hmm. right and it's the same i find the same thing happening with rape especially if the rapist is a part of the community if they're well known like 
like what you're saying around Bill Cosby is like, well, how can you rape somebody that you know? Or how can a husband rape a wife? But we literally saw this in like Tina Turner's story. We watched her get raped by her husband. It was very clear that that was a rape. Mm-hmm. However, there are people, and before some laws, that would say that that isn't rape because they're married. And we're here to tell you that that's just not true. It's a very nuanced thing, but we can actually get to the bottom of it the more we talk about it. Right. And there is not some elaborate conspiracy as to why all of these women are coming forward specifically women of color because this is actually a product of years and years and years Mm -hmm. of forced silence on us and that silence um, comes from uh, family traditions and values the music art and and entertainment we consume, the institutions that are supposed to serve us, that that range from like our church to the police and even our social service, even our health care, you know, like we just are uh, constantly in a culture of silence that also, like we've already said, creates a lot of punishments for people who have the audacity to come forward. Even if you go to the police, for instance, uh, to report a rape, the first thing they do is give you a rape kit, which a lot of people describe it as the second assault. Right. Having to go through questions and answers um, through the criminal justice system to bring charges against someone is a awful, awful um process because when you are accusing someone of such things the job of the people on the opposite side is to make you um to discredit you your entire character like to prove that you are nothing but a liar right and even with the rape kits, lots of those are being destroyed we don't even process rape kits Mm -hmm. at the rate that we should and it's been seen as like this is the go-to evidence that wrong was done that you had to re-experience right after a rape because they have to do it within hours. Mm-hmm. It's just, what are we supposed to do? Not enough people who are in the position of really influencing change, of really holding men accountable um, who, who are raping in our communities. They're not speaking on this in a way that actually names names and names names in the way that um, victims are naming names, survivors are naming names. When Meek Mill broke his probation and we saw this clear injustice, there was a rapid response around that Mm -hmm. to bring people together to talk about exactly how our, our justice system is fucked up, um, getting his peers to mention what this means for them. Here we have a woman, we'll get into this story specifically, but Jenny Lament, who um, recently wrote an article in The Hollywood Reporter claiming that Russell Simmons did sexually assault her. This is someone who is the granddaughter of Lena Horne. She's a screenwriter. She's also um, the daughter of a uh, famous director. And I'm I'm saying all these things because they also did not protect her. And I know not a lot is protecting any of us as well. Even when we are in community with people and we have 
you know, stature. Like it's not preventing any of these things from happening. And it's not preventing people from calling you a fucking liar. And this is the granddaughter of Lena Horn. Also of another victim that we've recently grappled with is black China. Black China is a victim of revenge porn. And at the foundation of that, that's sexual harassment. Right. And so um, there's nothing that either of these women could have done to deserve what has happened to them. So um, in this story, um, Jenny, she opens her letter with a tweet that Russell Simmons um, wrote in response to a previous accusation made by a model, Carrie Clausen Kalihi, who accused him of sexual assault in the L.A. Times, which is also I urge you all to look up the story because it's also particularly awful. And they have similarities with the one that she wrote this week as well. So Russell Simmons tweeted out, I have never committed any acts of aggression or violence in my life. I would never knowingly cause fear or harm to anyone. Well, good. You are the supervillain. Wow. That you went your whole life without causing... Without having an act of aggression, my nigga? Girl, I'm not even worried about that first <laughs> sentence. That second one, I have never knowingly caused fear or harm to anyone. Well, good job. You are not the nigga in the Spider-Man film. <laughs> like, that is a pretty low bar. Like, that, good. You aren't a supervillain. Congratulations. Like, that's all I hear or, when people uh, say like that. Or like a maniac or some yeah. shit. Like, Okay. Okay. Well, if if you were knowingly causing harm to people, like that would be another set of problems. Right. It's, you don't have to be silence of a lamb to be like an evil motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. Russell's man. Like, <laughs> how dare y'all? So many, so many men, masculine people, uh, aggressors, people who are accused because all all across the gender spectrum people can be accused like i'm saying to y'all like intentionality does not define that you are evil like no one is accusing you of evil we are accusing you of a specific act right like the reality is most times people are not bill cosby we're talking about a few instances here or there because unfortunately we haven't taught to be in relationship or community with each other in any other way. We have so much stigma and shame around sex that we have to just casually, not even casually, unintentionally just fall into it. We see on movies all the time, people just are working late and then something happens where they just start looking in each other's eyes deeply. And then next thing you know, their clothes is off and just a raw penis is in a vagina because we don't see no condoms whatsoever. Right. But like they Especially ha- at work, nigga. Man, and people are always saying, well, it just happened. And it's just like, mm. And like, yeah, scandal. There have been like a lot of scenes that I've watched that and I'm just like really concerned about like how did this sex started like and i understand there are there are places where open consent exists where you're in a relationship with someone and y'all have a mutual agreement hey anytime any place baby (laughs) that is a particular kind of consent but you can't have that consent without having that conversation. conversation yep 
Like that doesn't happen magically. That comes from a open agreement between people. So she writes in this letter. I think it's important, like, to just describe if you describe how shit like this happens. So she recounts. Over the next three or four years, I would see you out and about at a nightclub called Nails Mostly. I don't recall you or I ever just going out to dinner or having a one-to-one experience. We were always in groups and we had many, many mutual friends. You were charming and funny and charismatic and self-deprecating. Not being in the music business made it possible for me to relax around you. And you were a fan of my grandmother, respected her, and told me so. You seemed sincere. You pursued me lightly on and off over a course of years, saying you had a thing for a little yellow girl, me. I rebuffed. It wasn't deep. As far as I knew, it was never a big deal. You had, I assume, many women in your orbit. Once you sent me 250 balloons with the note, please, baby, please, baby, 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 after a character in a Spike Lee movie. It was light, fun, and flattering. We continued to socialize in the same places. We continued to have a large group of mutual friends. At no time that night did I say, Russell, I will go home with you or come home with me or I will have sex with you or I have the desire to have sex with you. Mm. So she goes on in the story to then detail how after um, an evening where, again, she's saying I constantly see him at this bar with a group of mutual friends. We had never spoken one on one, regardless of balloons or not. She never made it. She never stated that she wanted to be with Russell Simmons. Yeah, she's basically saying that they were in community together. Right. And not only were they in community, he was pursuing her. Right. Now, and what she's also detailing is the fact that she never, she never ever said, yeah, these, this pursuit, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, she never said she wanted it to continue. And the thing is, or the issue with uh, with patriarchy, specifically masculine people, is a lot of times you all think that the pursuit is enough. Mm-hmm. That you making the broad be, gestures yeah. that, hey, I want you. By saying I desire you out loud is all you need to get the go-ahead to pursue sex. And that's because you all are thinking about this as a conquest right. rather than trying to become deeper in relationship with the person. Right. Like, it's not like he was doing this to say, hey, I would like to get to know you more. Or, hey, I would like to get to know you more in the context of potentially having sex with you. Like, no, it's just, hey, this is a conquest. I want to know if I can get you. I want to know if I can get this yellow girl. Right. And Here are 250 balloons for you to fuck me. Yes. Say yes. So this could have easily been avoided if, you know, rather than treating people like conquest, you treated women like human beings that's it y'all think just because your dick jumped when you saw a bitch that that's enough and it just isn't no it's just like when you pursue a friendship with you know um 
a friend, a person who you deem a friend or you want to get to know, you literally have to do the work of figuring out who this person is. Yeah. This is why street harassment is so fucking dumb, y'all. It's not that, oh, I just saw this girl one time and I need to say something to her right now. How do you even know that this is like your end all fucking be all if you don't even know this woman's name? And this is the shortcomings of what they didn't tell you about your masculinity. Man. Like, you think you are ruled by your penis like folks penis having folks we talking to penis having people and men people who have declared themselves men people who have declared yes people if you a man we're talking to your ass yeah no matter yeah trans or not because i will also say and this is another conversation i look forward to having Mm -hmm. some trans men also uh studs women like y'all are pledging allegiance to fucking patriarchy and toxic ass masculinity. Yep. Let's be very clear about yep. that one. And so that's the shortcoming of what they don't tell you about your masculinity. This idea that no matter what, you want to have sex with this person. Right. Like, so y'all got all these narratives around having sex with someone and then all of a sudden she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, she destroying your shit, keying up your car and shit just because she ain't get a good morning to well you know what that could have been avoided my nigga if you you know had a few conversations with him you know ask real questions not questions that just got you into bed with someone Uh and the thing is you can do this whole thing and not want to get married that is possible like the fact that y'all don't have a middle ground on this shit is really weird (laughs) like niggas is really on tinder and walking through the world that like if i get to know who you are does that mean we're married now no that just means i might give you the code to my door so you can get into this motherfucker quicker that's literally it that's it I'm talking to you to find out where your head is before I invite you in my home. The statistics tell me that most likely you will kill me before I'm 35. That's what all... This is the part that's left out of all those motherfucking dating books. (laughs) All the black love. I want to see a black love program that starts off with Dear black women, should you follow the advice of our program (laughs) about how to partner, there is a likely chance that you will die via homicide in your own goddamn home. Mm -hmm. That is the foundation of black love right now, y'all. Yeah. That's scary. mm -hmm. And that's supposed to be a marker. So, yeah, of course, it's it's not surprising that Russell Simmons would have a different recount of this pursuit. But this is so common. Like, you know, street harassment, like Amber is saying, you see this person just it just automatically. It's just like, I got to have you right here, right now. Take me now, please. No, you don't want to try to schedule a follow-up. I saw you today. I would like to see you again. Is that possible? And if she says no, keep it. You say thank you. Pushing. And the thing is, also, you are not entitled to talk to people on the street. So if someone, if you have, if you get close enough to say, hey, how you doing? And that person does not respond, that is okay. Uh That is enough. 
even if you are sending dozens of roses every day, if you dedicating a special song, if you <laughs> buying a Lamborghini, the thing is, no one told you to do any of that. And if you haven't paused to get clarity around, do you want me to send you these gifts? Yeah. Yeah, ask for the fucking surgery, nigga. I don't mean you can put my nudes on the in, um, in and out and belong to you. What the fuck? And yeah. A lot of y'all don't want to know the answers to these questions. That's what the real gag is. Do you actually desire me? Do you want to be with me? Where do you see yourself with me in five years? And usually those kind of questions are attributed to women. Right. To feminine people. And masculine people just got to just let it ride. Y'all just making a lot of assumptions because you think just somebody just wants you just off the prize of having patriarchy in my home. Right. Like, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) I don't live with patriarchy. So, Jasmine, (laughs) this goes into one of the questions that um, we wrote for um, this show. How do you respond to men that say things like, well, we can't approach you on the street we can't hit you um, in the club or at the store. We can't send you a dick pic. Then how are we supposed to let you know that we're interested in you? How do you respond to shit like that? Well, you got to realize that you're not entitled to us. Mm. That's that's the first. That's the first thing. So that looks like you just. You're just going to have to accept that every woman you see who's attractive, who you are interested in, you just will not get the opportunity to express this shallow-ass emotion. Right. (laughs) Let's start there. This is shallow. It's very shallow. It's based on nothing. May. It's literally based on nothing. Life is not a movie. It is not a fairy tale. Like, you got to realize that you ain't going to feel like music soul child about this person. <laughs> man, it was this girl on 14th Street, man. I saw her once, and I just ain't never seen her again, and I just don't know what I'm going to do. Real life, you ain't even going to remember that interaction worth nothing. Nothing. It ain't going to mean nothing to you in the next five years, 20 years, etc. And if it does... You need to do your work. Yeah. Because there are a lot of insecure men or insecure masculine people who are really internalizing, quote unquote, women's, women turning them down, feminine people right. turning them down. And shooting and the whole ass school. Yeah. But the reality is that person could have just been having a bad day. Like y'all are so into yourselves right. that you don't even recognize what a person may be going through that day. Right. Today just might not be it. It might be the first day of her period. I it could be might sick, be, nigga. I could be <laughs> I could have just got some bad news. Right. Like there are I may be on my way to a test that I'm stressed about. Right. And so like you have to realize that it's not about you. That's number one. Number two, you have to change, and I've already said this, the goal, the objective. You know, how about you move the target, you know, rather than just trying to date someone, how about you actually be interested in learning more about another person and that you saw on the street? Fucking friend. Like me and Amber met, we just didn't meet and just become just start doing a podcast. podcast. Right. This is a lot of relationship building. Y'all are witnessing another part of our relationship building right. in, in real, real time. time. Like this shit ain't just play play, y'all. It's not like 
you say you want something, you do it with another human being, and then that's it. Yeah, like, there's no. lots of conversations to have. So there's many revisiting of, yeah, There's revisiting <laughs> of fucking conversations. There's downtime. There's determining what works best for everybody. Do you think that doesn't apply to this interaction with someone who you want to share one of your most intimate parts with? I mean, y'all do a lot of work to find out who your new mentor going to be. You meet with them multiple times and try to set up meetings and times to go to lunch and all that other stuff. Like, how about you just try meeting up with someone just to be like, so, hey, what you like to do? Y'all really should look at how black women build relationships <laughs> with each other. You'd be like, wow, I really love your hair. Do you want to hang out sometime? You make me laugh. Do you want to play? Like, legit. And I think that's the thing that's missing for me with a lot of this and why it feels so rapey all the time on places like Tinder Man. is that I'm literally moving through the world as someone I believe like I'm I'm funny bitch like mm-hmm. when you come to the crib, whole ass person I am a whole ass I'm person. well read I'm well read I can cook up some shit I know big crib verses I like I, Jay-Z is my nigga I like, mean I got a ton of funny YouTube videos I'm dying to show somebody all the time I have but three plants that I'm I, caring for listen to me today <laughs> I love to talk about kicks. I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was 13. Like, you don't... <laughs> y'all don't want to... But y'all just like, well, I'm just trying to fuck. Okay. okay. Cool. You don't want this to be the best it can be? Like, this is how y'all start raping. Like, yeah. look at some... I want men who are listening to this to pull out your fucking phone. <laughs> look, at, look at how you're talking to some of the women that you actually want to be with. Mm. Look at how those conversations are starting. Go to your Tinder and look at how you're speaking to people. Or are you a- treating them like humans? Think about all the times you invited somebody over. Like let's let's hang out. Let's uh-huh. let's watch a movie. And you know, there's all types of memes like ten minutes into Netflix and chill, and it's like a meme of people, people having intercourse. Fucking, yeah. And like yeah, there's a culture of making that sexy. But the reality is that is the culture, like the sneak fuck. Like we right. keep talking about this, Call me like sneak fucking, <laughs> like you know. Oh you my just, god! You just start rubbing on a thigh, and then from there, like start you know kissing on a shoulder, and then from there, et cetera, et cetera. Like y'all know how this go. But the reality is sometimes. Your standpoint in that moment is not the person who's being felt up. Right. You don't know why that person is consenting. You don't know what are the conditions in which someone... And sometimes it's because we haven't been told that we have the right to say, I'm uncomfortable right now. Right. For some people, they don't realize that this kind of happens on like people who are only making like thirty thousand dollars a year yeah or less less. or even a little more like just just a smidge just regular degular ass just out here i got a 401k head ass niggas yeah and it's just so much so i'm telling y'all what we aren't teaching masculine people what we're also not teaching fem folks and women is that we have 
more ownership of our bodies. Right. Like we have to, uh, we can't say that we want to have sex. We have to infer it. We have to, you know, um, wear a little perfume, smell like cinnamon or <laughs> do this extra dumb shit. Or otherwise you end up being uh, disrespected and labeled a hoe. Right. You know, that's supposed to be the the big thing to keep you from that, uh, from engaging in the sex that you want to have. Right. So honestly, all of us are not given the tools to engage in sexual pleasure. So when you ask me, well, what are we supposed to do if we can't call you on the streets? I'm telling you what you have to do is reimagine and re-engage everything that they told you about how this is supposed to go down. Just pause. What kind of conversations do we need to have with our partners or potential partners to set boundaries and expectations for sex. I will say that since the rise of, you know, Tinder and before that I was like, okay, Cupid or what have you, or just in, um, well, I would say recently, because this is something that I didn't always practice is when I'm trying to set boundaries of expectations, I will literally try to engage folks and telling me what kind of sex do they like. Mm-hmm. I will just straight up ask that question. Mm. And to me, it's a it's an opportunity to actually be creative if we're texting. Mm-hmm. To be able to say, what do you want? What do you want this to look like? Because I often realize that my idea of what a good time is, is not your idea of what that is either. Mm-hmm. For me, a lot of my most uncomfortable situations where I have felt um, at risk or in danger when having sex comes from men who are not able to state what their sexual desires are. Mm-hmm. Comes from people on these like sneak fuck things, like where they can't openly discuss the sex that they're about to partake in for whatever reason. I'm not doing that work of figuring out why that you you have that issue. But those have been some of my most um, hostile relationships. Well, I have some hypotheses. Because no one actually talks to men about pleasure. It's just about, you know, how many people can you sleep with? Right. And so it's just, again, back to that conquest mentality. Yeah. And so when you, so it doesn't just harm the people that you are trying to get. It also detaches you from what you actually feel. And um it's it's also you know that that control we talk about controlling images in the context of black women a lot but hypersexuality also impacted men black men specifically oh, um in this country we're talking about uh and hyper masculinity you know uh is was the basis for lynching. Right. It's the Which base. is the brute um, stereotype that right. white people created for y'all. Exactly. And hypermasculinity was used to justify the murder of Emmett Till right. to these other white people. Right. Um, so instead of getting that message and um, deciding to be more intentional and being more self-determining, it's as if black men as a group have decided, well, I'm just going to lean into this. This is who I am. This is who they told me I am. Right. So this is enough for me. Right. And I can use it. And I think in their minds, they flip it to use this whole idea of like brute mentality or being like very aggressively masculine black man as a way to protect and defend black communities. Like this will help 
protect the black woman from getting raped by the white man and all these things. But even Maya Angelou talks about this and I know why the cage bird sings. Mm -hmm. She didn't stop talking after her rape. Mm -hmm. She stopped talking after she talked about her rape and it got the rapist murdered. So it's a story about how um, violence and masculinity can all hurts in two ways even when it thinks it's defending it's actually hurting us Mm -hmm. so when you all refuse to do your work around this whole idea of the brute mentality and needing to protect and honor and defend you actually are continuing to do harm in the community that you are claiming or trying Mm -hmm. to love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is why you all can't see violence in um unsolicited dick pics or running this whole idea of running trains on girls right because you all don't want to have the conversation and it's hurting you as well jay-z is talking about how he was able to commit infidelity when he shut off his emotions Mm-hmm. And when you refuse to talk about your emotions, when you refuse to negotiate sex because you think it might fuck up the vibes, you are cutting off from your emotions, which pushed you into a very um, likely position of causing harm and being detached from yourself. So mean that that level of detachment is how you end up being less mindful of how how you are moving through the world yeah and also get to the root of why do you want to be so detached why do you why are you so like what is it about your this phallus right that just that you don't feel connected to it like what's that about? Why it? Why doesn't it have not, emotion for y'all? And I'm not saying. And I just want to say, casual sex and like you know just hooking up with somebody. I totally know it happens. I'm not creating no shame about it. Not at all. I'm just saying sometimes you do have to take a step back and wonder why don't you want to be involved with people. You know, and if you are being very intentional as to why you don't want to connect with a person, like that still comes from a place of self-reflection. Right. Now, if you don't ever want to be in conversation or you don't ever want to be transparent, if you don't ever want to get to know somebody, just just take a moment. What's that about? Check in with that shit. Check in with yourself. Yeah. What you running from? You running from the girl that broke your heart when you were 16? Right. 19, 21? Well, Did you I'm not... want more hugs from your from your dad, from your mom? Like Why is this so why are you so fragile? Do you understand how many how many breakups I've been through? How many heartbreaks I've seen? Right. But somehow I'm still here able to show up. Like that like that there are places to affirm me. Right. To affirm me moving on, to affirm me making peace. Y'all keep creating all these programs and shit, telling yourselves that you your brother's keeper, but you're not even really checking in with your brother for real. Right. Y'all reading all these from good to greats and You know, grinding. Right. Ain't getting no sleep. Ain't seeing the back of your eyelids, nigga. But what's going on in here? Even if you don't deal with it now, guess what? It's going to come up. And And what is a life worth living that is not well examined for yourself? And for all you good niggas out there. Please, God. You know, you niggas that uh, uh, that's just really priding yourselves and never hitting a woman. Never. I would never harm a woman, et cetera, et cetera. Understand. 
the way a lot of this stuff is like even if you are a person that's in an intentional practice with yourself you too are still capable of sexual assault of rape of sexual harassment just because you do not exist in a vacuum you are not special no you can still fall into the trap of one of these other people but the thing is and this is what i'm telling you and what i said earlier i said to you all there is an opportunity in being named someone who has done harm right because the goal and and to to bring this back to russell simmons russell simmons stay on a fucking yoga mat man just all baggy pants for the last 10 years of his life stay breathing Stay so that lets me know that he believes in finding his highest self to achieve his highest self. And so what I'm saying around there's an opportunity. There is an opportunity to to support someone in their healing journey, no matter what that looks like. Right. If that looks like paying them, if that looks like uh going with them to therapy and just sitting there and listening. Right. If that looks like you know, looking them in the eye and saying, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And it also allows you to be more intentional or being thoughtful around like what was going on to make me do that. Right. Where, where was I? What? Cause the thing is we live in a military state that, that, that day when you decided to just, you know, I'm just going, I'm just going to go for it. You know, what happened to you that day? Did the police stop you? Did you not get a raise at your job? Right. Could you not afford to get something to eat that day? Like, did you have to pull out a dead body? Did you have to give the news to a mother that their child wasn't coming home? Like, right. we are dealing with a lot of intricate systems. And then we have the audacity to try to be in relationship and community with each other. Right. After all of that. So that's why it's so important that we ha- we are very conscious of ourselves and not just rely on these messages that we came up with right. because they are not enough. And I will also add that for like the good niggas, right? Most of the accounts mention other men who were present during these situations as well. Mm-hmm. In this case, specifically with uh, Russell Simmons, that he uh, his driver helped. To bring her into the apartment building. Lock the doors. Lock the doors. So now, if you aren't the rapist, if you aren't the one committing the harms, who do you know in your crew who you need to step in and say, you need to chill out? You need to go home. Leave her alone. Lots of the times when I'm street harassed, and I'm, the, the men are mostly in groups. Yep. So for those of you who are like, oh, I've never done this. But rape cultures, it's like racism in America. It's in the fabric. Mm-hmm. It's all over this shit. It's like glitter. It's not just going to clean up all easy, right? Yeah. So there are ways that all of us are participating. Yeah. So in order, so the more you recognize what it looks like, intervene. Yeah. Say something. Because people are most likely to listen to their peers. If it means you not being cool, your, your homies being yeah, like, oh, man, you always run the fun. Why is this fun for you? Why is it? Fun? Why is being a predator like you know just out here street harassing? Like what? What? Like think about this, y'all. We can find other ways to have a good time. Yeah. 
And I'm you so know, glad her- you said that it's so pervasive. Like, think about a fish in water. A fish in water don't know it's wet until it's taken out. And then what happens when a fish is taken out of water? It struggles. It's hard to breathe in air. And that's what it looks like when you are being accused of participating in this. Mm-hmm. You are being snatched up out of that water, this rape culture of an ocean, <laughs> into mm-hmm. like feminist, goddamn bright ass black futures. And that's not going to be an easy transition. You're going to have to learn how to breathe some other way, baby. We're going to have to learn how to have fun in a different way. We're going to have to learn how to be in sexual relationships with each other in another way. Intimate relationships in another way. And that is okay. That is great. It allows us not to continue to make the same mistakes and transgressions against each other as we move forward. It's not going to be easy. It's not supposed to be. And, you know, honestly, you have to step down. Like, these people have to step down. Yeah. Because they have the access and resources to take a break, to actually do the work that they are actually meant to do, which is to make sure that they are the best versions of themselves possible. That's why this is an opportunity. Uh Uh-huh. You don't have to live in silence. You don't have to live in fear that any moment somebody is going to pull the rug from under you. Because you know you did wrong and you never addressed it. So what's next for the black men that we are in community with? What tools do they need to start gathering in order to end sexual violence in our communities? Where would you where would you start them off at, Jasmine? So... Um, we've talked about rape culture, you know, is uh, all the shit that creates culture that perpetuates, you know, a lack of consent. So if that exists, if you are a fish in this water, you need to accept that there's the potential that you have sexually harassed someone, right. that you may have sexually assaulted someone, that you may have raped someone. There's not an archetype for who does this. So when Charlemagne is talking about he has engaged in rape culture, you know, there's the next step of saying there's a potential of me being a rapist. It's the same thing with white people. White people in a white supremacist society have to accept and grapple with that they may be racist. Right. That is not the worst thing you can be. In fact, when you get there, that label, there's an opportunity to grapple with it, to potentially work towards not being it, creating a world where those people do not exist. You can be a part of that, you know? Um, just accept it. Right. There's so much freedom in yourself. Like, what? where was I? What did I tap? Did I was having sex with you, but my brain was, I'm so sorry. I didn't hear you say stop because I was thinking about how I couldn't pay my light bill. Like, that's what, like, that's what we're saying around intersectionality. Intersectionality isn't necessarily just naming all the fucked up shit that 
is happening to us, we also have to think of intersectionality about how it impacts how we are actually living our lives. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. And then number two, acknowledge that this has been and continues to be a barrier to black futures. Right. Because if we don't, like we continue to allow 40% of our black girls not making it to the eight, like by the age of 18. Right. With experience, with coercive interactions, like that's painful, y'all. Like, really think about that. Y'all are alarmed. (laughs) Somebody, and like the thing is, you can't have 40%. And that's why I'm saying this goes back to my first point. You can't have 40% of black women saying, I am a victim by the age of 18 without a gang of people. Contributing to that forty percent. So if it ain't you, then who? Right. That's what I want to know. If one in two white people voted for Trump, one in two of y'all is goddamn raping, sexual harassing, sexual assaulting people. Right. Accept that. Do that. Okay, that'll be a great favor. Right. And so con- continuing to create this dissonance to continue to to place value on good versus bad like the way rape culture is set up good people rape period like because good and bad don't really matter right it just don't it don't like because guess what y'all again life is not a fairy tale you can actually take a pause from all this vanity shit that you're doing to try and maintain being a good nigga Mm. and you can focus that on sexual assault and rape and ending it if that is your big thing you could do everything right in this world but not drug a woman to have sex with her then how about we sit all this down you step down from this job and your next book should be about this Mm. russell simmons your yet next yoga meditation should be for people who have committed sexual violence. Um, folks who are y'all know y'all know what this looks like. When Meek Mill's locked up, you have your statements. You're I'm with you. This is what women need right now. We don't need not another single motherfucker saying I just don't. I gotta hear both sides, nigga. I just gotta know. And I the thing is, know. what I'm telling you is, I just don't believe this. White people respond the same way when we're talking about racism, y'all. And white people are not the standard. No. So stop taking their talking points. Please stop. Against your own community. You are a menace to our society if you do not deal with this issue. You are a detriment to black households. And you are a part of the problem that. All of us are claiming to be working against that when we get to the other side of glory, when we're in Eatonville, if we do not address this issue now, we're still going to have sexual assault and violence towards black women and femme bodies. That's what we have. That's what you all saw in the color purple. That's what you all will see in their eyes or watching God. Lots of black spaces are still enacting a lot of violence on the women in those spaces. And what I'm saying now in this moment is I refuse to take on any more work that is not acknowledging this reality at the same time. I'm not fighting to get to a utopia where I will still be a victim. 
That's not gonna happen. Nope. Strive for your highest good. That's what's highest next for good. y'all. Yeah. Like, why just settle for good? You can go for your highest good, man. That you can is do so great. much better. <laughs> and if if you striving for your highest good, like keep having these summons, teaching yourselves how to tie a tie, you know, t- uh, telling yourselves, <laughs> you know, just go to school and go to work, you know, just don't hit a woman and shit. Like, yeah, that's cool, but that's not that's not actually like the meaning of our lives. Like our work. Our professional selves, whether you were going to go pump gas, if you in New Jersey, you wanted the damn attendance that pumped the gas to a dish digger, to to someone who's a doctor, like all of us, that is just two thirds of our day. Some of us longer. Even if you work 16 hours of of the day, what you do does not define you. How much money you bring in does not define you. Especially when we know, when we're talking about liberation, because a lot of y'all is talking about liberation according to some some statistics. And y'all talking about revolution actively. So you already know, if y'all talking about revolution, if y'all have a concept of revolution, you know that one day there is a there is a likelihood that what you're doing currently will not matter. It is an outcome of this fucked up system. And it just kind of is what it is, right. you know? But the thing is, you still have to sit with yourself when you clock out. Who do you want to sit with? For real. You nobody knows this story like you. Nobody has had these experiences. No one like there's what people think. There are people who participated, who've been there with you, but you only got you in this lifetime. And so when somebody comes up to you and says, You have done me wrong on any level. But today we're talking about sexual assault, harassment, and rape. It is a time to be introspective. Right. It's time to learn how to breathe in a new way when you snatched out of that water. And oh my, what a beautiful opportunity that is. Because the thing is, what they didn't tell you is you are not a fish. You are some kind of crazy ass hybrid. And you can breathe <laughs> underwater and on land, baby. That's how beautiful and remarkable you are. That's how beautiful and remarkable we all are. And to them folks and women who are like hearing these stories, who like myself have been like running from it because it's just too much. It's too familiar. Like I see you and I love you and I hold you. And... Man, way to go, mm-hmm. y'all. No matter how you've been handling this news, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry we have to do this. I'm so sorry that none of this is enough. And I'm so sorry we got to waste time. Like, this is a waste of time. But we got to do it. Mm-hmm. We have to. Like, I wish I could be telling y'all the ill-ass recipe to get the perfect pancake. (laughs) 
That's what I actually want to tell you on a Saturday. Simple syrup. <laughs> Man, change your whole shit. Yeah. But we got to do this. And I believe in black futures. So I'm willing to do it. And you hear, a, and you listen to the Black Joy mixtape, and you hear us talking about black futures, and you believe in black futures. You cannot be out here being a barrier to that by saying shit like, well, who's going to hold them accountable? Or, well, I just don't believe them. Cut that. Stop that. Or you That's say- actually not your work. And if you're listening to this track and thinking, well, y'all need a male perspective, you don't know what men go through. Like, no, I'm not a white person, but I got the audacity to have a segment called White People Have No Self-Control. Know them intimately. We, You think we don't know your ass? You don't think, like... We was there, I, too. I I see you. I, can, I know exactly how y'all move, and I understand that y'all have a lot of insecurity that mm-hmm. is just unchecked the worst they got for y'all is like you're a feminized man or some shit right you know that's why y'all out here which is a blessing if you get to that man to be a feminized man welcome (laughs) great awesome more y'all please (laughs) but it these these attributes around like uh you know someone who doesn't work who doesn't contribute to the household that isn't feminine because that's to be clear, black films been out here working this whole huh? time. Let them know, though. So, yeah. That's some masculinity shit. That's that patriarchy, like, not telling the truth about what it is out right. here. Like, that's just other character flaws. Y'all need to figure out other ways to talk about character flaws, generally. Besides making them femme. Because, <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's, it's lit as fuck to be femme. Anyway... Look at Jay-Z's interview on the New York Times. Yeah. Jay-Z literally says, quote, you don't get to sacrifice people for your life. Now, he was talking about that in another context, but of just... selling drugs to people. Yeah. And how, what he was saying now. Mm-hmm. You don't get to sacrifice, especially your own community. Yeah, you don't get to sacrifice the, the women and films in your life for you. So you can feel like a man. No, that's not what we're here for. You're supposed it's your responsibility to make yourself feel whole. That is the meaning of life. It is not our responsibility to affirm that for you. You got to figure out how to affirm that for yourself meaningfully. Yeah, just think about the sacrifices you have coerce people into for the life you currently live and think about how do you become more accountable to yourself fuck account this this abstract ass accountability because the thing is we ain't gonna call the law on you because unfortunately our police are trash our criminal justice system is trash Mm. community accountability self-accountability self-accountability first what does that look like for yourself? Who do you want to be? How do you want to be in a relationship with folks? How do you want to treat the people that you want to engage in sex with so that you can maximize the potential of your pleasure rather than the conquest of the story you get from it? So I think the, the basis of this to me is like more conversations, more actually taking a step back 
and looking at these things. I found when we had this conversation with one of my friends, they got really defensive um, about what their role. Are you saying that I am a rapist? And yes, Mm -hmm. some of you are a rapist. And that doesn't have to be where your story stops. Mm -hmm. You can actually do that work and you can do it before someone has to ruin their lives or their careers um, holding you accountable. And I think for me moving forward, it looks like, especially the folks who have the platforms in the way of the public eyes, for them to actually describe ways in which they have fallen short. Mm -hmm. Instead of waiting for someone to do all this labor, all this work in order to bring this to your attention again. So I'm hoping that at the core of this is abundance. At the core of this is pleasure. At the core of this is better relationships with all the women in your life. You can build better relationships with people who you aren't having sex with. You might be on speaking terms with one of your exes if you move in this way. But more importantly, you get to not enact the same kind of harm that uh, that this great oppressive system and all these white folks and Donald Trump, your you fathers. Get your fathers, you get to not be that person anymore. And what I'm hoping is that you come to this realization before your 13th studio album. Mm. Keep saying it. That you come to this realization before you're 50 years old, before you have children on this planet who you have no idea how to father and parent because you don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that moving forward, this looks like not giving the lesson of young girls like me or my niece, that there's something that we possess inside of us to prevent this harm. Because I, I, I don't, what does it mean for us to get to grow up in a place where we are abundant and get to be free? Because you all have learned your lessons. Because our uncles are able to see how they have caused harm to the women in their life so it's not enacted on their nieces. So that our children don't continue to be witnesses of our mothers not actually consenting to our fathers. Yeah. Or our mothers being abused in our own homes. If this is an idea that you all are so afraid of, of another man playing football with your kid... What is the work that you're doing now to prevent that from happening? Because what I'm saying is what I'm having this conversation because I clearly see how this thread of sexual assault and how normalized it is, is preventing me from connecting with what I need and being able to ask for that. Mm -hmm. And this even connects, even if you are a good dude and like this connects to even the kinds of language you use to describe women. If you are constantly calling women bitches, constantly interrogate that what's up why and why can't you accept that this is a term well y'all say yeah because we are the ones that are oppressed that has that word weaponized against us every single day it's the same reason why us niggas use the word nigga right exact same like spot on it's not yours you can't say it and if you have a visceral reaction to me saying it it's literally what we're talking about this entire time y'all are entitled and y'all need to learn how to be less entitled if not not entitled i hope that this is something that i i hope that you all share this with your homeboys pass this shit along send the link 
um, have some real conversations because I know I cannot exist in any more spaces with y'all until this shit is addressed. Mm. I think what I'm nervous about is, you know, Russell Simmons ain't going to be the last black man to be named, y'all. If somebody who is accused actually takes on responsibility and accountability rather than trying to figure out a statement that insinuates that this person is lying, that insinuates, you know, I had no idea that this was a thing, but if I did do this, I'm sorry. Like, all those words just create this doubt. I am waiting for someone who meaningfully engages this. Yeah. And I understand the legal ramifications and all this other stuff, but someone has to be brave. Yep. If y'all love Colin Kaepernick so much, be the first. <laughs> I take mean, a knee. take a man. Take a I didn't knee. know. No one taught me anything else. Yep. And to this end, I want to do the following. And understand that none of this comes like healing. The reason why it takes so much time for these things to come out is because it takes a lot of time to process, to make peace with it sometimes. So you got to understand that like learning something different also takes time and practice and intention. And you can't also just be like, well, this is just how I am. Like you are living. So that means you have the ability to keep changing. To keep practicing. Embrace that. And this fatalist ass shit y'all got going on around like, I didn't expect to make it to 18. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. I'm so sorry that the system, the world, the the gun violence, all that stuff has created the this inevitable thing so early in your lifetime. But understand that does not give you the excuse or the right to cause harm to anyone. And maybe if that were true or the baseline for us all, maybe that I didn't expect to make it to X age wouldn't actually exist in your life. So make those steps. And to that end, what I would like like to see uh, for folks that are accused, like honor Honor the person for, you know, actually coming forward. I Somebody brought something to, to, to your attention that wasn't on your radar, maybe. You know, yeah, it may have stirred up some stuff in your family, etc. But also recognize that it is familiar. You got to trust that the people, even though it may hurt, like the folks in your family knowing that this may have happened, but also this is nothing new mm-hmm. because again, 40%. So a lot of folks have seen this before and you know, it creates folks being able to accept that maybe they too can process. Right. There's healing at the end of um, the end of this for all parties involved. And until we do that work and until we acknowledge harm, we just won't get there. So I'm excited to, I hope you all continue this conversation. Of course, always follow the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape and hit us online at Black Joy Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram. And 
yeah, I hope this conversation frees somebody up. And even if you are someone who has experienced harm and you, it is not your responsibility to sing it from the mountaintops. As long as you are able to tell someone in your community or you're able to acknowledge it within yourself, do that. Yep. And if you learn something, be sure to hit the PayPal because we are here on a Saturday. www.paypal.me backslash black joy. Pay black women. Amen. Especially black women who have the nerve to survive. Oh, man. Won't you celebrate with me? Jasmine, and where can they find you online? Y'all can find me at Jazz on Your Mind on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter. And that is not an invitation to come in my DMs to ask me clarifying questions. You are you are welcome, though, to email us if you have any queries that we may or may not answer on the show at theblackjoymixtape at gmail.com. Uh-huh. You're going to have to take your time out and write that motherfucker out if you want some clarifying questions because anybody I am not on the that. clock. Yeah, absolutely not. And I'm just Amber J. Phillips on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me on Facebook as well. And that's been our show, Jasmine. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Shaz, the King of the South. And you just listened to the Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Oh. Yeah.